847 on the Crosstalk on WRZM when I headlined that we'd be speaking again with uh, Rick Manning from Americans for Limited Government, but this time around about uh, USMCA, I got a text from a listener who clearly doesn't like the president who said, NAFTA with a different name. Wow. Thanks, Trump. But it isn't really NAFTA with a different name. It's a different agreement. Uh, and I know your dig is is uh, is just in reaching to poke the president in any way you can. But USMCA and NAFTA are different. They really are. Rick Manning, thanks for talking with us. Uh, let's talk a little sure. about those differences. Let me, let me give him proof, okay, yeah. real yeah. quick. Just let me give him proof. You know who supported USMCA? Jimmy, Jimmy Hoffa from the uh, Teamsters Union supported. He was at a meet, He was at the signing ceremony yesterday that I was also at. Who else supported it? The AFL-CIO supported it. Hardly, this is the first trade agreement the AFL-CIO, I think, has ever supported. So we had AFL-CIO and General Motors and Ford supporting the same agreement. So, give, you know, so when people wanted to call it something, NAFTA, just NAFTA warmed over, that's just not true. It's not NAFTA warmed over. It's a completely different agreement, and it's working. And and even uh, even our diehard never Trumpers have to nod uh, and agree when they see their people, Nancy Pelosi in particular, talking on camera about how this agreement will be a better deal. Our own Ron Kind here in Wisconsin said this will be a better deal than NAFTA for our agriculture, for our business people. And that's absolutely true. There's going to be uh, $20 billion of uh, agriculture sales as a result. There's going to be, um, I've heard from people in Texas, that uh, grain sales that were $0.65 cents, um, a pound were now going to be a dollar a pound in terms of grain sales. And it's because some things are fundamentally different. Uh, currency manipulation won't be allowed, so you won't have to deal with uh, the Mexican government changing their currency to benefit their own their own uh, growers or their own manufacturers um, there's going to be labor requirements related to auto um, auto parts and auto manufacturing that are going to require the Mexican Mexicans to pay 16 bucks an hour for auto workers so there's not a they're not paying two bucks an hour um, for auto workers uh, competing with against US auto workers there's a content requirement that changes the contents for autos from six 65% to 75% um, for parts, which means more of our parts manufacturers are going to ha- are going to be uh, parts being manufactured here, and that's why the president is, is at Dana Corporation in Michigan today to talk about that exact point. So, yeah, this is going to be this is huge. It's going to make a massive difference in terms of our manufacturing sector, and for people who want to dismiss Mexico and Canada as trading partners. One-third, 34% of all of our trade, the U.S. trade, is with Mexico and Canada. So they are our number one trading partners in the world, and this deal is going to make that trading, those trading arrangements be better for America. I heard this morning that, uh, that Russia has closed its border with China and uh, they were the, the the reporters were speculating on what kind of impact that would have on on trade for instance i wonder how, how do you, have you heard how the coronavirus might impact uh, us trade with china 
Well, it's certainly going to impact the ability for of travel. There's the president is looking at potentially a travel um, restrictions between China and the United States, which would have which would create some challenges. Um, you know, things coming from Chinese ports uh, will typically would have interesting challenges because you have people on those ships who would be who would have been in Chinese ports, subjected potentially uh, with you know being. Uh, having the coronavirus and bringing them across to America um, sure. on the cargo ships. So there's a lot of potential impacts. I, I think it remains to be seen what the extent of the coronavirus is. Um, and But, yeah, there is a – I think the markets have indicated, stock markets indicated, that there's a great fear that this could, in fact, restrict uh, restrict trade and have an impact on the world's economy. Well, fingers crossed that as they get it worked out of uh, the uh... – well, and I wonder before I uh, move on to another subject, uh, is there even the potential for other markets for Canada and Mexico to pick up any of the uh, items that would not be shipped uh, to uh, or from China in the meantime? Can the U.S. go elsewhere? Things that we get from China can be manufactured in Mexico right now. They are. So So the U.S. is in a pretty good place uh, with its uh, shipping in and out of items that don't include China. Yeah, the challenge is electronics. When you get down to it, the high-tech electronics industry, which is needed to diversify out of China for a while, um, this coronavirus. And let me be clear. This thing has the potential of killing a lot of people, and it is a and the economic impacts are interesting, but the loss of uh, of a lot of human lives is what's relevant. So we have to keep that into into perspective. But on the economic end of it, um, this should be another another push for um, suppliers to U.S. for U.S. Uh, manufacturers to be to diversify outside of China, so they aren't subject to a a single state and the problems within that state um, threatening the viability of their businesses. All right, with the potential, uh, the probability that the uh, impeachment trial will end sometime uh, this weekend or very soon, anyway. Let's talk a little more about what the Senate uh, could or should be uh, dealing with with regard to USMCA, for instance, and and uh, another uh, loud but not really talked about much, the opioid crisis and uh, a missing worker perspective. That's going to be an impact moving forward, regardless of corona, right? Yeah, there, it's, here, here's one of the things. We've had a massive uh, employment growth, 7 million new people employed today than were employed before um, in, before Trump became president at a time of what people consider to be full employment. The challenge is that most of the people who've come into the workforce are women. In fact, women are, are dis, have been disproportionately um, the new workers into the workforce and men who were who in, 20, in 2009 during the uh, banking crisis, men were disproportionately thrown out of work in 2009. And they have not, and many of them have not come back to work. And talking with a White House official yesterday, really off the record, but just asking him questions, who's on their economic team, I was told very specifically that the, I asked, is the opioid crisis part of the problem? Are we, have we lost millions of men because of the opioid crisis? And he said, yeah, that's, that's definitely part of the problem. And unless we deal with the opioid crisis, uh, we're going to have a hole in our workforce of age 25 to 54 men who are who have basically been lost due to drugs. 
And so this doesn't, this isn't an incarceration problem. This is a treatment problem. And we have a, and we have a responsibility. We have a national imperative to deal with it because even beyond the human compassion piece. All right. We, we, I so appreciate you spending time with us uh, this morning, Rick Manning. By the way, you can read more at getliberty.org. Rick is the president of Americans for Limited Government with a different perspective on, uh, on uh, the old NAFTA, which is by no means what uh, USMCA is now.